You're listening to Rules of the Game Podcast, a project of independent education in beautiful Leesburg, Virginia. At least a couple of times a month, we're recording an independent education spotlight for the Indead community, which you can find out more about at indead.us slash community. This is the audio version of one of those episodes. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy it. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Butch Porter, and I am your host. Um, today, we're doing a special episode of Rules of the Game podcast. It's part of our in-dead community um, education spotlight. We do, we as often as we can, two or three times a month, we do a video uh, for those in the in-dead community about education and ideas. We're still going to talk about those crazy ideas. And one of the fun parts uh, of the show is that um, our guest gets to come up with a rule at the end. So I have never done that before, Tim. I usually <laughs> pop that that idea into their head at the very, very end of the episode. But today I'm letting you know ahead of time that at the end, I'm going to ask you to give us a rule for the day because the name of the podcast is Rules of the Game. All right. Okay. All right. So this is a little bit of a combo deal. So with me is Tim Gardner with game point athletics he is the uh co-founder and co-owner uh with his beautiful wife elizabeth and uh thanks for having thanks for coming on man i appreciate it yeah i appreciate it man thank you so we're going to talk uh about a couple of things uh the biggest thing of course is is education and fitness you know uh you guys have had a pe company uh, that supports homeschoolers and, and others in, in Leesburg, you do camps over the summer and camps on the breaks and all that. Uh, two years, y'all been around for two years? Uh, more actually, it's, uh, going on four now. If, if I can't going believe it. Four so so March, actually. March, March, 2017 is when we officially, uh, became a business and we do camps, uh, really a lot of classes after school classes, uh, in the public school, private school and homeschool and also camps in the summer. So. That's, man, that's mainly it. Yeah, Game Point did a, a couple of three PE classes for Inded um, last year, uh, BC, you know, before COVID, you know, before everything. <laughs> went that's, oh man, <laughs> nice. That's, that's a nice one. Yeah, those were the good old days, right? Have you? It uh, was, yeah. No, have you, have you, have you uh, made the mistake of saying that, look, I saw you about six months ago, but it was actually 18 months ago. Because the entire 2020 just disappeared, like it didn't even yeah. happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, it definitely seems like a different world, and uh, can't wait to go back to that world once once it happens. So, yeah, I think it will always be a different world. I'm hoping that we make some improvements and we learn some things. Well, who am I kidding? We don't, we're not going to learn anything. That's crazy. <laughs> so, nice. tell me a little bit about. Uh, I'm sure you've had some conversations with families over the last. Um several months um, about how COVID has affected, you know, the, the ability for kids to stay in shape. Have you had any conversations like that? Uh, well, I mean, I, I'm also a PE teacher. Um, that's my main job. So the, the game point athletics is really the side business, uh, sure. but I'm a Fairfax County public schools teacher. So this is what we deal with all the time. Um, yeah, every day. Yeah. There is a, uh, there definitely is, I think, a, cri a health crisis for the youth. Um, 
because a lot of a lot of kids are just staying inside most of the time. Um, and a lot of the outlets that they could use in the past are not there anymore. Like the organized sports, um, just going outside and just playing around with just kids in the backyard or just in the neighborhood. I mean, because of the social distancing, that's been limited. Uh, so I've definitely noticed that, um, you know, getting them active even just a little bit is, is much more valuable than it's ever been. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. It's um, now this was a challenge before COVID, right? I mean, at least it to was, a degree. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, I think for the past 10, 20 years, uh, there's been a lot of research on just the effects of obesity in youth and the, 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 the increase in technology uh, maybe has correlated with the increase in um, a sedentary lifestyle. Um, True. So that's definitely been the case. Um, but, you know, COVID, I think, has amplified that. And I don't think there's been any, you know, indication just how much so. But, I mean, I can tell you just seeing kids, seeing the kids in my school, um, you know, kids are getting a little bit more over overweight. Um, so anyway, I, I want to be gentle with how I say that, but it is definitely a big concern. I, I am. I'm getting a little bit overweight, you know, so I don't know. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's, I mean, if it happens to adults, it's going to happen to I everybody mean, probably. Let's, let's not pick on the kids. It's not. Yeah, exactly. Not, right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird because yeah, I know that, I know that sports and, you know, uh, played outside took another hit because it's winter time now. Right. You know, so it's cold time, and yeah. all that. But um, what are some what are some things that you tell the kids that you're coaching? Are you are you going to start seeing them? in oh, you're in Fairfax, so y'all been on hybrid, right? We know we, we've been 100 percent virtual, 100 uh, since last since last school year. But we actually just started doing uh, a hybrid model uh, two weeks ago. Okay. It's just, it's just Loudon starts. Yeah, Loudon starts next week, I think, with a hybrid model. Okay. Yeah. So so what do you, you know? What have you been telling the kids? to do like go outside, you know, whatever. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's that's... this, net, there's this movie back in the seventies called network. I think it's called network. And it's this guy, you remember, you've probably heard the I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Right. That whole quote, right. It's, it's an old yeah. movie, but what he does is he tells everybody to turn off their television and go outside and scream it. Right. Yeah. And so right. the problem is they have to turn off the TV and, they don't want them to turn off the TV. That would be yeah. the, the networks didn't like that. So, but the point is, is that, um, you know, you're sitting there and you're, you're doing like an hour of health and PE, I guess. Right. And now what you're coaching them on. Yeah. Half, half hour to an hour, but it's only once a week for, for the classes I see. Oh, you're only once a week. Well, each class I see once a week. Uh, yeah. So it's, um, yeah. I mean, so the rest of the, 20, 30 hours, you know, you just got to hope that they're taking my advice. I mean, I, I tell them the same thing, like, um, you know, Hey, go outside when you can. And, uh, I'll, I'll end class like five, 10 minutes early, which I'm allowed to do. And I'll be like, Hey guys, I want you to get off the screen because they're on the screen all day. And I'm like, Hey, I want you to get off the screen and just go walk around a little bit. Ask your parents if you can go outside, any kind of movement, is more important now than ever. Um, so, 
Yeah, it's, uh, that's the conversations I've had with some of our students. I'm like, uh, especially it's been a trend. Like every, when I get on the phone with a couple of our students or Zoom and whatever with some of our students, I'm like, um, it's really nice outside. Okay, I'll tell you what, we're going to wrap this up. Go outside. Just go outside. Yeah. Just anything to get outside. Well, and, I mean, the other day it, was, it hit 60 degrees. And so I was like, I don't know why yeah, we're talking. You have, to. <laughs> you have to go outside. And if I can just, just kind of, Add on one thing that's important is uh, the I think the, the mental health aspect is a big thing. You know, I think it's been a big thing for adults in, in this pandemic, but we don't really know the kids, you know, how it's affecting them. But it definitely is. And so I think there's a I think there's um, um, what's the word? I think there's a I guess a correlation between the lack of being active and the and the mental health you know problems people are having so um even just think about how many think about how many adult friends you know that they exercise for one reason and that is to reduce stress right i mean it's not like i mean they may want to stay in shape and i'm sure they do all that but i have a lot of friends when i ask them why they exercise they say mainly it just keeps sane right yeah that's that's my number one reason that that's why i want to exercise is just because it's a big stress reliever so yeah if if you don't have that in addition to everything else going on, it's, it can be tough. I have a, um, I have a student who does the, uh, like the dance, some dance thing, like a dance pad, you know, yeah. he's able to combine, he brings a water, like a, you know, bottle of water with him or whatever. And he, he's convinced his, his, and I, you know, um, it's better than nothing. Right. But he, it That's wears great. it out. You know, he's, yeah, that, yeah, no, it's, it's, it, it's serious exercise. So, it is. Um, I still want him off the screen, right? But, you know, I mean, I can't have everything. You know, where would you put yeah, it? Yeah, but you got to make some, you know, I think sacrifices or, I mean, technology Compliment. is like, it's what you make of it. I mean, you could you can get a really good workout through technology. And that's that's an excellent example. Yeah, I, uh, I had a video game. What was it uh, way back when? It was PlayStation, PlayStation 3? Yeah, PS3. And it was... Um, it was some athletic game and there was a sword fighting thing. And uh, that thing where it wore me out, man, I was so <laughs> crazy. So, um, so, so when you, do, when you guys do classes, tell me a little bit about what y'all's mission is when you do a class. And I know you, you, the number of classes you're doing is a little less than it was before COVID, but right. you're doing some, what is it that you, um, I did some zoom classes for the for us i think i think you did uh, at least one class remote for us last spring which was great i think it was coach is it bob no it wasn't bob it was the other one uh, anyway um but yeah but what what does what you guys do now from a from a coaching stand is it different than it was before your yeah classes? so talking about game point uh now yeah, so well <laughs> Oh man, so um, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you this yesterday because we talked a little bit. No, I mean the classes, um, like each, like if you're on the classes. Do we do? Yeah. So we can't have the same programming that we used to because of the government regulations now. And I mean, um, so what we've tried to do is the very few clients that we've been able to, to stick with, um, try to have like a, a social distance program. Um, and we haven't, I mean, just to be completely honest, we haven't done a great job with that. Um, and 
I don't because, really see it. Because I don't really see any natural and weird. Maybe is that maybe yeah, that it is. I mean, <laughs> like when you get into seriously physical. Yeah, I mean, I was just gonna say when you get into physical activity uh, together with other people, it's a it's a it's a big social um, environment. That that's one of the benefits of sports and f- physical activity and um, cooperative games. Is you it's a big social environment, and so. This is the first time, I guess, I don't know, in human history where people have to to kind of cut off your legs in the sense that, you know, a lot of what we plan for, people are within like five feet of each other, um, you know, and but what's interesting is a lot of the strategy games, you know, you want to be spaced out, you know, like Ultimate Frisbee, you want to be spaced out. Uh, if we do a flag football, you want to be spaced out. So, so I guess in that sense that um, – there's more reason to do that. But I mean, but honestly, a lot of the parents are not ready. I think to sign up for even those classes, I think parents would rather have the normal programming when things are over. And I guess the, um, maybe the scare of the pandemic and I'm not saying anything. I'm not, I'm not judging anybody by that, but I think a lot of parents are still a little fearful of, of going back to like just a regular program. And um, so I think, we haven't had a whole lot of opportunity to, to try a lot of things, honestly. What, uh, what is it you guys, I, I know that when you guys do your classes, you, you do focus on, you always have a character lesson of some kind. Oh yeah. So, you know, when I was a kid, one of the, I mean, it was fairly evident that one of the main purposes of team sports, especially was, was building character and, you know, in kids. Um, do you, well, let me back up a step though. Do you think that team sports is different now than when we were kids? Do you think that, um, that it's, uh, are there less kids participating? Are there less kids doing it? Or is it, are the sports different? Are they? Hmm. That's a, it's a question I haven't thought about really. Um, I don't think they are different. I mean, if you're talking about team sports, like your typical basketball, yeah, baseball, baseball, basketball, football, I hockey. mean, those are the same. Those are the exact same, but I think, um, but are there less, are there less well, kids it, 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 sports now? I think it all depends on where you are in the country. Um, okay. Like I, so for example, in my Fairfax job, I work in a, um, I, I work in a school population that, um, most of the, most of the kids, their parents, were born in a different country. So they're not used to the traditional American sports. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, and so that, right. yeah, well, so- soccer is like the one sport <laughs> that is, is global. So a lot of those kids can play that, but, but I don't think, no, the team sports, um, just the, the character building. I don't think that's any different. I think that just kids are not used to how the traditional American sport system is like, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, so when you guys, when you guys do character education in your classes, what's that, what's that like? And what's the purpose of it? Yeah, no, that's great. That's, that's why we have game point is to combine character education and athletics. And so the purpose is, well, I guess I should probably tell you that the word game point means, um, in a lot of team activities and team sports and even individual sports, um, there's a moment in the game where, um, it could make or break the decision. So 
it could be a win or loss depending on how you play during that one or two moments of the game. Like for example, in basketball, um, if a person misses the foul shots at the very end, they could lose the game. And so it's like, those are game point moments. Um, you either win the game or you don't. And so what we did was we took that um, visual and we applied it to life. You know, there's, there's moments in life where, Hey, it could make or break your character. Um, you can either choose to be honest. You can either choose to be fair. You can either choose to be kind or not. It's that those game point moments, those life game point moments are much more important um, not only for you to be able to do them, to build your character, but for other people to make the world a better place, I guess. And um, and so what what better way to practice those life skills, those character? Uh, we have about 20, 25 character traits that we uh, will teach our kids. And what better way to practice those virtues than in a very fun, athletic environment? Um, so that's that's kind of what we're about. But what are uh, let's talk about some of the virtues then. What are what are some of the ones that when you were a kid, and I'm assuming you were an athlete uh, coming up, or yeah, yeah, I was. Okay, I wasn't. <laughs> I could tell, but oh, yeah. no, my my God blessed me with uh, with a few gifts. He just never told me what they were, and I'm still trying to figure <laughs> them out. But athletics, oh, yeah, uh, athletics was not one of them, right? So. Um, I, uh, I was very small too, until like the middle of high school. And so I just didn't, you know, I played basketball. Basketball is the only sport I, I ever really was proficient at. And, uh, but I was never good at it. So but what did you play? What was your sport? I played basketball. I actually played basketball, you basketball player? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, but I, I was kind of the all around athlete and, um, but I think it's important to say that we also want game point to be for the non-athlete. That's kind of oh, sure. so the curriculum that we've well, designed. That's good because we have yeah. a, we've had one athlete in Indead that I can think of. Well, like and that one. and that's been kind of the big gripe for you know um, in our generation, PE classes and sports classes were really for the select few athletes. Sure. And every, everyone else felt miserable because they might hit non-athletes they hate might get hit by yeah they might get hit by a dodgeball or something, and so. <laughs> We wanted to make a program where it's, you know, attractive to the athlete, but also the non-athlete, the person that, you know, is never going to be a varsity athlete. And so we do a lot of cooperative stuff. Uh, we do a lot of fun games where you're not put on the spot. You know, that's sure. been the big criticism of like athletic programs is like, hey, if, if I'm going to if I'm going to be put on the spot, you know, like if I don't want to public speak, I, I'm not going to take a, a class where. I'm forced to public speak because that's sure. a big fear. And so it's like the same thing with, with sports. And so in all of our activities, we don't, we try to make it. Um, so you're, you're kind of, you, you can kind of fit in without being in the spotlight and you okay. know, have fun and, and build character and, and social yeah, gathering. So. Okay. So when you're coming up playing basketball, what'd you play? Were you, uh, you're not that tall, right? So you, were you a point no. guard? Uh, I was, a, I was a combo, which, Point guard and uh, two guard. Okay. Um, so when you were coming up playing basketball, what were some of the character traits that that you think of that it helped you develop that you pass on? Yeah. You know, well, I would say one of the biggest ones is perseverance. I mean, for sure. I oh. mean, when you, especially when you play competitive sports, um, you know, the desire to quit can be pretty strong depending on, you know, how hard your coach is working you, you know, pushing the limits of your, 
uh, ability, exhaustion. Um, and also, like, if you're falling behind in the game, then it's easy to kind of give up because it, you have to work that much harder um, and stay positive to catch up, you know, in the game. So perseverance was the biggest one. Um, courage is a big one too, you know, uh, courage to make the right play. Um, you know, uh, cooperation, obviously it's huge, especially with team sports, you know, sure. Uh, you you got to be willing to, you got to be good at working together. Uh, Who is your, uh, who's your favorite, uh, so cooperation, perseverance, courage, courage is a good one. I love courage. Uh, it's different than perseverance, right? Cause courage uh, courage is something where, you know, you have to be willing to face something you really aren't willing to, right? Yeah. Like you don't want right. to. Perseverance, you're already doing it. You just have to keep doing it. But courage yeah. is kind of getting out of your comfort zone and doing something unexpected. So who is yeah. your favorite uh, basketball player? Well, I think like most people in our generation, it was, it was Jordan for sure. Um. Okay. I was a Magic Johnson. <laughs> I was a, I was a Lakers fan, so um, but my favorite player uh, was James Worthy. I just I I I think I mean I would he would be at the top of the key, and then two seconds later he's at the bottom of the and and like the guys like what happened? I have no idea. Yeah. I met his so I met his just, mother in North Carolina knocking oh, doors. Wow. Pretty amazing. <laughs> so I was I was just gonna say you just basically admitted that you're older than me. Because the Lakers oh, yeah. no, were, I'm a little older than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, so I, 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 grew up, I grew up during the. Uh, I was in high school during their, you know, their reign or whatever. They were, you know, yeah. kicking <laughs> uh, Jordan really dominated after that. After I left high school, so yeah. Um, wasn't that that mate that amazing championship? What was that? 94? And he, I somewhere in there. Yeah, so you were a yeah. Jordan guy. What is it about Jordan that um, – what are the character traits that – I mean, obviously, courage and perseverance. Anything else? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, th I mean, people would say, like, he's mentally tough. Um, he was cool under pressure. And um, that could be a big thing, too, that, you know, athletics and sports um, can really work on is just uh, – I don't know what virtue that would be, but just kind of being cool under pressure, like when – when, oh. when the pressure when the pressure's on, is like being able not to fold. Yeah, um, that's a, that's a fortitude thing. Um, I would say courage is is related to that, probably. Yeah, sure. Um, um, yeah, coolness under pressure is also uh, temperance. Uh, you, you know, okay. um, there's um, uh, tranquility. Uh, I'm trying to think of those virtues, right? There's you know, there's a lot. There's a, I, I, just the other day, I'm looking at a list of virtues, and I think Benjamin Franklin had 13 of them, and one of them was tranquility. You know, just <laughs> letting, just letting it all. It, it, it's kind of the the uh, you know, it's uh, don't sweat the small stuff, and it's all small stuff kind of thing. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, have you? Let me ask you this, because I. I don't teach athletics. I, I let uh, find people like yourself do that. So one of the challenges I've had and some of our parents have had is that some of our parents do have athletes, right. And they do well at athletics and they don't do as well at school at, at you know, yeah. education type stuff. How do you, um, 
if you, you know, as a parent, how, what is the best way to take, take some of those, those traits or those virtues, skills, character right. um, attributes sure. that you're learning in sports and shift right. them out and apply them to academics. We're not just academics. Academics are one thing, but to the yeah. other parts of their life. Right. Well, that's kind of what we try to do. That's, that's, yeah. that's the foundation of what we do is to transfer sure. those traits from the athletic sports, you know, world into life. And, um, you know, we have, uh, we have little small group discussions, like about five minutes every yeah. uh, class. We want to talk about just how we start a discussion with the kids and we, and we let the kids kind of figure it out as well. And so we, um, I mean, that's, I think there's not a, like a black and white answer to that question. It's, it's all about context and, uh, sure. You know, I mean, but I think for the athlete, which is your question, right? The athlete. If yeah, someone who is- here's here's the challenge. Like, in other words, I mean, I, we haven't had a lot of athletes in 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 our in our program, but we have had a few, and uh, one of them is going to hear this. Um, so, you know, what I always tell the athletes um, is, you know, if they're having trouble with you know math or reading or you know writing something or whatever it is, uh, understanding something. Um, I'm always like, it, do you give up this easy with your, you know, with baseball or whatever? Right. No, yeah. right? No. right? So, <laughs> yeah. right? so, um, so why right. are you giving up on this? Right. Cause yeah. it, I, I think sometimes what happens is people have innate talents and then, and they, they're good at things. Like I had a friend in high school in that, that, um, that was a mu- he was a musical prodigy, right? I mean, he could pick up an instrument and and he would always be good at it. And uh, you know, and it pissed me off, right? That that sort of thing pisses me off, to be honest. I just can't stand it, right? Because I have no, I have no, you know, I have no talents like that. I have none of those kinds of, uh, you know, gifts. So when people have them, I expect them to use them, right? Because they they owe me that, right? I'm just okay. so yeah because I can't do it. Somebody else has to. So when I see a kid with a lot of gifts and I see a kid with a lot of talent, yeah. um, it hurts me when they when they aren't willing. I, the term I use a lot is being willing to be bad in order to get good, right? Yeah, and then, but you you could also you could also like turn that around for like someone who maybe is not athletic or maybe. Sure a kid that is like, just wants to play, play PlayStation and it's very tech savvy, you know, you know, they're, they don't give up when they see a problem on the computer. That's true. Yeah. And so it's the exact same thing. And that's, that's the thing about character is that it transcends everything. And so, but I think to to answer your question is that uh, when you enjoy something, you know, you're, you're going to be willing to stick it out and to, and to keep on trying and to keep on trying to, but when you enjoy something, and I think that has to do with maturity and, and, and being responsible is another trait that we go over. And, you know, if you're really, if, if you're oh, practicing yeah. responsibility, then you're going to, you're going to do what you need to do, even though you don't want to do it. Um, but, you know, I think the thing is, is getting the kids and really us to understand that character, um, that the, the transcendent character values that God gave us, um, it's worth it. It's worth it for your life. You're going to be a happier person. You're going to be 
a person that other people want to be around more. You know, you're going to be more successful in life. Even if you have failures, you're going to be able to deal with it better. And so just getting the kids to buy into that. Especially if you have failures. I mean, the truth is we really, I mean, I don't know. Again, you know, I, I, I had to work, you know, I've had to, anything I've gotten good at is because I spent a lot of time doing it. Right. Right. I mean, what is it? What's the, uh, the other thing too, is that a lot of things, even if you have talents, it still takes a lot of work to be really good at it. Right. right? Yeah. I mean, it's not like Michael Jordan has God given gifts. Okay. But the man works his yeah. boot off, right? And that that's right. what – it's both, right? It requires both to be that good. I think Kobe Bryant had the same thing. Um, oh, yeah. The, I, think, I, th- I think there was a term for that, the, the, the overachieving superstar. Um, oh, it's, it, it's very rare that you find somebody in, just in life that has a really good talent but works harder at that than the person that – uh, th- th- does not have that. And um, yeah. And so, I think, I think what happens is when it comes to the, the things, I mean, you mentioned maturity and something you enjoy. And I think that's, that's definitely true. Kids are going to be more willing to work hard at something they enjoy. And adults um, too. I just be honest. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I, that that's true. Uh, you and I were talking before we uh, before we started recording about uh, you know my last week and trying to get stuff done at home and and you know I'm you know in my 40s mid 40s and I still want to sit around and you know uh, not do the things that you know I got to do right um, but you know we make decisions and we commit and we you know do things how much is uh, how much is commitment uh, a part. I mean, how much of a, isn't, isn't that kind of a big one? Like in other words, oh, yeah. once you decide to do something or commit to do it. Well, that might be one of the hardest ones. Um, oh really? And, uh, I would think so because, you know, uh, perseverance, you know, courage, you, you don't need those things all the time to practice, you know, those virtues. You can just practice them one time and you've actually practiced perseverance. Right. But the next day, but the next day you might, you know, not, not so much, but commitment is not just a one thing. It's not just a one day thing. Commitment by just thinking about what the word means is over time. And so you can't say someone's committed when they just have one good day in the office or they have, or they're working hard on their, on their academics, just one or two days. Like commitment is over the long haul. Um, and it's and also- I guess, I guess you could say, I was just going to say just one thing. I guess you could, sure. we kind of, teach that in the perseverance virtue. You know what I mean? Like okay. perseverance can be taken as short or long-term. Yeah. I think, um, you know, the way I always looked at commitment was it is a long-term thing, but it's also something you have to decide every day. Right. In other words, you have to commit every day to be a good Christian, right? You have to decide you have to make right. that decision day you have to decide every day to be a good husband you have to decide i mean those are things it's not like you make a commitment and then you know i mean it's done right you've made the commitment so it's always gonna no you have to constantly um 
you know, you have to constantly uh, make that commitment every day, every hour sometimes. Um, Do you, do you think that uh, kids have time or make time to think about these things? Well, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, it depends on, I guess, who they are and their, what their parents are telling them and what their teachers and the adults in their life are telling them. Um, do they have time? You know, I know a lot of, you know, there's a lot of kids that have, you know, their, their schedule is spread way too thin. They got too much going on. Um, and there's some kids uh, that don't have that that issue. So, I mean, I mean, I would I say that, yeah. I know that kind of puts you on the spot, but I mean, I, it, it came to me because it's something that I talk about a lot and, you know, the, the value of time, especially with our kids. Um you know, I mean, some of the kids, the parents we work with, the kids are in public school. So they got that, you know, it's 35 hours a week doing school. And, you know, if you're in Loudoun County, it's another however many hours a week of, of, of homework. And then you got sports and you got, you know, whatever. So I'm always curious when, you know, when kids have the opportunity to even, because you, all right, so we we meditate, we pray, we have quiet time, we get up early so we can, you know, find our, you know, place in the world. We exercise to reduce stress, and I mean, do kids have outlets to do that? Do they have? When, when do they ponder these things? When do they think about these things? That's one of the things that I have always had a challenge with, and it's something that just, you know, came to my brain. Yeah, well, I think that I think what needs to happen probably is kids to feel comfortable to be able to express those thoughts and feelings. And, um, you know, those are deep, those are deep things you're saying, like, you know, uh, us adults can kind of understand those, those deep, uh, those deep thoughts. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing kids can too, but to be able to articulate them, and to be able to be like, hey, um, I'm thinking about my life, uh, Mr. Gardner or Mr. Porter. I, I don't know what they call you. Do they call you Butch? In they, your- well, it depends on how early they caught me. Remi- that reminds <laughs> me, actually. That reminds me. Okay, so when I was a kid, first I had two older brothers, right? And so me too. All, the, all the coaches, and they were much older, six, seven years older than me. All the coaches knew I wa- who I was when I was a little bitty kid. And I would call them by their first name. Mike. Um, Mike was one that comes to mind. Uh, Scott. Um, there was another one. Anyway, so when I got up to high school and I would call him Mike, you know, I, this, is the one, this is the one I remember most clearly. There's other ones. He go, you know, he pulled me aside and go, Butch, you know, you got to call me Coach Mike because, <laughs> you know, I mean, I know you. It's Coach Mike, okay, or Coach, either one, right? Right. So, um, same thing happened to me. I, I have, I've had a couple of kids who they met me early, and I wasn't very, um, I wasn't paying attention to it, and so they call me by my first name, and I'm, I, I'm out of my element, right? I mean, around here, I grew up in Louisiana, and so even, like, even at the time, I probably called him Mister Mike. You know, odds are good. Yeah. Uh, he was pretty young, so it's possibly not. But um, 
but we call people adults by their mister in their first name or miss in their first name or whatever. And, uh, and so I, I finally, after a while, insisted everybody either call me Mr. Butch or Mr. Porter, right? Because it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a habit. It, and it's not because I'm offended, right? Because I'm as casual as anybody, but I mean, somebody, yeah. I, I swear my son was in Taekwondo for like five years. And I, and I think the reason I kept paying the money is that there was somebody else in Loudoun County who would make him say, sir. Yeah. <laughs> right. And no one else, yeah. no one else cares. Right. You know, so. Yeah. It, well, it definitely, you know, it teaches, you know, to respect authority. And uh, so it's good. So Mr. Tim, yes, you can call me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mr. Porter. Yeah. No, they, they, they come up to me and they say, Mr. Porter, or they say, Mr. Butch. Uh, and, but a few of them, just call me Butch and it kind of, it's, you know, it's gotten kind of jarring, but they're, you know, they're early movers. So they kind of, they get, get that privilege, I guess. Yeah. Um, that's fine. Before, before I laid down the law, you know, um, <laughs> it's all good. You're right though. They don't, you know, it's, it's hard. It is hard for kids to, and I think that's why you do what you, you do obviously, because you're, you're creating opportunities for them to apply it as opposed to, you know, sort of and understand how to apply it to other things as opposed to, you know, pondering reality about it. I do, I do find that, um, that kids do respond to the topics if you encourage them to, and they'll discuss it, but it does take a lot of effort and it does take time. Um, And and they're not going to look at it the same way as you and I do. They're not going to talk about it. the same. Well, one thing I have, learn working with kids for 20 plus years is that they often understand more than you think they do as adults. You know, my daughter, my oldest daughter is seven right now. She, she, she literally observes every little thing I do and she understands things much more than I, I give her credit for. Um, so kids are smart, like they're very smart. And, um, so being able to teach them character, like that's the most important thing is literally your character. And so if you believe that, then, yeah. and if kids, if kids end up believing that they're going to grow up, you know, more believing that when they get to an adult, because when you get to an adult, you know, Oh my goodness. I mean, like, you know, people, I think, I think a lot of adults, including me, like I'll say character is um, the most important thing, but you know, I have, 50 other responsibilities I'm thinking about. I got a business. I got a, I, I got a, a work. I got my, my normal job, my kids, you know, I'm trying to build a fence, you know, all these different distractions. And it's like, right. you know, kids have the opportunity to not have so many distractions. If we just help them focus on their character and they'll be able to think of many ways how they can apply it, you know, just, um, you know, being honest about, you know, cleaning up their room or, you know, Kindness is a big thing. Mercy is, I think, a big thing that sports can teach, you know, being able to not gloat when you win, Um, being able to empathize with somebody else because, hey, they might have made a play that cost the team like a point. Well, if you're teaching them mercy and empathy, you know, that's a light. They can practice that in the moment, but that can easily transfer to like, hey, if your brother or sister uh, takes your doll or, or your toy, you're like, Hey, it's, it's not a big deal. You can forgive them. Um, sure. Yeah. And, and it, the flip side is true too. learning, learning to encourage others and, and praise them when they do well. And, and, and absolutely. That's a big trade as well. Um, 
so um yeah all right what what else do we uh what else do we need to talk about uh tim <laughs> you're the host my man i mean uh I'll, I'll talk about whatever you want my wife actually uh warned me not to talk about politics too much with you really? um yeah <laughs> what's well, funny because i told I told her before that like I've, I've kind of heard your politics and I I can we could probably have a good conversation but she's like hey just be careful you know um, <laughs> I was like you know, I don't this, know that this is I'm, I'm glad this came up Tim I really am can I oh, can I say something about it though real quick just one yeah. thing okay yeah I mean yeah I really don't like talking about politics I don't like it either and a lot of people a lot of people are surprised by that for the obvious reason that I talk about it a lot. Right. Um, but the truth is, I, I'm so glad you brought this up. The truth is oh, politics is irrelevant. I mean, okay. Politics in the broadest term, the broadest definition, right. Is, is, is more than just parties and elections. And it's all the things we do together as a community are political in a sense. Right. I mean, the, in the platonic definition, the broadest definition of politics. But I don't like talking about politicians and elections and parties and no. and I, I don't, you know, we have to sometimes, but the truth is, Tim, and I'm just being honest, um, what you do and you know, and what a lot of good people out there are doing for kids every day is it is like infinitely more important than whatever those dweebs are doing over and Pennsylvania Avenue. I mean, almost on a daily basis. That's true. And that doesn't mean it doesn't mean they're bad people. It just means that. And I think most of them, the ones that have brain cells to rub together would, would say the same thing. I think they would agree that what, you know, what we do to help kids learn character yeah. right, is, is more important. Right. Um, so no, you don't have to worry about me uh, talking about politics. Just, just, I mean, just real quick about politics. I don't mind talking about politics. It's fine. Um, I'm not going to say anything that's, you know, so no, polarizing no, no. these days, right? But I mean, character, like we, we, we think of like politicians as, for the most part, having a lack of character, like not standing up for like what's right, which, oh, and so you know, yeah. when we're, it's kind of an exception to find someone that reveals really good character on both sides of the aisle, um, and so that just kind of illuminates how important character education is for kids. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think the, um, yeah, I, I think if you want to improve the political landscape, then we raise kids with character. I mean, that's, that's for sure. Um, I think valuing character is, is, is a challenge. Um, and that's gotten more challenging lately. Um, for a variety of reasons. Um, yeah, for sure. One last thing before we get to your rule. Um, how, how important is dad's role in the household to you about how about tackling these challenges with character? And can you talk a little bit about that? See, I know. And the reason I say it is I'm a homeschool dad, which is a rare breed, you know, in and of itself. And um, most of the people who engage in education and make the decisions about education are the moms. 
which is a proper thing, right? I mean, the truth is they're better at it. They're at home. They, they, uh, you know, uh, even the ones that work are still, you know, still better at it than dads uh, on a variety. They can multitask and all those kind of cool things. There's a reason why kids uh, or moms run education, right. but dads have a role too. And even the ones not like me that, um, that are, you know, that they're, their supportive role or their, you know, they're just a father. What is that? Um, what, what is the role that we have as dads when oh, it comes man. to character education? Uh, well, that's, I mean, that's such a important topic and um, wow. I mean, you could talk about like two hours on this one. I mean, yeah, we can do another one comes, uh, in a few months. I'm all for yeah, it. That's fine. But I mean, talk about dads. To, give me your first. So, impression. Yeah, my first thought is that, um, you know, if you believe the Bible and you believe um, what it says in, in the Bible about the roles that a husband and a wife are supposed to to play that are equal before God, you know, no one's better. Um, but the dad is really the one that is charged with building up character and uh, and leading their children to live a godly life and to find Christ. And um, so, I mean... <laughs> That's everything. And like the, um, so when it, so I would say character is the big charge that the father um, is not only supposed to teach, but even more so is supposed to live and supposed to demonstrate. Um, and, you know, I, I get convicted right now in my own life that, you know, I know I fall short in that. And, um, but, you know, thank God for his grace and his mercy. You know, um, we we live in God's grace in Christ. So, um, but I mean, yeah, that's, that's got to be it, right? I mean, yeah, no, that's a, that's a two-hour podcast, right? Well, I mean, I'll, yeah, we've talked about it for a while. I will say that my, my take on it is obviously the same as yours. I think we do have a, a you know, a uh, God-ordained role. Uh, and I'll say to be a little more specific, one of the things I discovered and is that um, stability, order, peace, you know, those kinds of things uh, are our major roles uh, in, you know, especially when it comes to, to education in the household, you know, e even if, even if mom's doing a lot of the, a lot of the um, legwork, the way I, I had my pediatrician told us one time, he's, he said, uh, you know, the kid's a star, mom's the director, and you're the producer, right? You know, so <laughs> okay. that's kind of the way that works. And it's an interesting analogy. It's not, it doesn't always, uh, it's not always uh, uh, perfect. But um, but creating a sense of stability and, and yeah. order and safety, right? I mean, yeah, I, sure. of our role is, is to make everyone feel safe and secure and stable. Yeah, and I, and I would say that directly relates to character. You know, absolutely it does that's that's precisely that type of environment yeah exactly that's that's a really cool connection man i think i thank you for making that um well look uh so we're down to the to the nitty-gritty here now you're gonna have to give us a rule uh for this week so if you had to think of a rule it could be a rule for life it could be a rule for sports it could be a rule for um uh, these you know these you know your your uh your endeavors if you will so if you had to come up with a rule what would it uh, what would it be man but so you tell me this right now i had no i had no warning i have no idea 
I had the entire podcast. No one else has ever had that kind of preparation. The entire podcast. I mean, I could have known like yesterday. No, um, I know. I I just I I was trying to be nice and told you at the beginning. Oh, okay. So so this is a rule. Uh, can you give me an example? Oh like, sure. Um, yeah. No, we've had uh, we've had um, uh, be authentic was one. Be be yourself. Uh, another right. one was was um one of my favorite ones um was um oh hang on it's so favorite i I can't think of how to word it um ask yourself what love requires from me in this moment that was one of my that was one of my favorite ones um we've had the be kind was you know is the simplest one we've had sure yeah Um, what's that no, I just I'm, I'm I'm saying sure. Yes, it's pretty simple. Yeah, um I can uh No, it's fine. I mean, I can uh probably think of something right now for you. I right. mean, all of those are things that I could say for sure, uh but maybe being a little unique here. Sure. Um just something different. Um uh don't take yourself too seriously. Um Now that you've heard that quote before, right? Sure. And I think that that really resonates with me uh, more uh, the last couple of years. I don't know. I just I feel like it's easy to to live your life trying to please people and just worrying about your appearances and your image and just being able to not take your to yourself too seriously and not care so much. Just that has to do with being authentic. Um. You know, if you mess like up, it, it's, a, if you me, if you mess up, it's it's okay. You know, if you fail, it's not the end of the world. You know, um, so being able to laugh, great. being able to laugh at yourself, you know, ha, is is part of that as well. So that's a really good one, man. I uh, of those list of virtues, I mentioned uh, uh, tranquility being uh, a really cool one for me. Uh, there was a list that uh, Benjamin Franklin had that was on his list. Uh, the two that really stuck out to me, though. What one was order, which was not one of the godly, like the seven heavenly virtues from the Catholic Church or whatever. So order is a really good one. And it and it applies so well with being a dad. Like we just our, our job is our number one job in the household is establish a sense of order and peace and stability and all that, like we talked about. But the other one that really struck me this year was humility. Right, humility is missing. I was just, I was just thinking of that. Yeah. I was, I was just thinking of that virtue. Yeah, cool. right. Don't take yourself yeah. too seriously. Don't think you know everything. Don't think that yeah. that you have to solve all the world's problems. That uh, some, whatever you want has to be hap- has to come to you right now. Um, yeah, you, right. Especially in the you know the the big P politics, uh, everybody yeah. everybody takes themselves entirely too seriously. Oh yeah. So I mean, I, I should have mentioned this early in the podcast. You're talking about the the the, the character traits that we talk about at Game Point. Um, so humility is actually one of my favorite traits to talk about. It's a big one in, in sports and athletics. It's a huge thing. I mean, if if you're on the losing side or the winning side, um, in every aspect of of the game, you know, it requires humility. You know, when when you live. A life of humility you, you recognize that everything you have is a gift like your ability to uh work hard and to learn a lesson that's all a gift it's all a gift from god and um 
when you live your life in light of that, you're, you're, you're liberated to not take yourself so seriously because you're really a small part of the, of the grand scheme of things. And, and I think you're free to think about glorifying God more when your attention is more off yourself and more on other people. And so, but that's not easy at all. I'll tell you what, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a constant, it's a what constant is the, choice. What is, li- what is the line? It's, um, it's, uh, I saw it on a t-shirt or something. It's, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. No, I'm just kidding. That's not, that's not a problem. <laughs> well, it's funny. Like <laughs> humility is the only trait that you can't talk about. Like, Hey, I'm such a humble I person. I'm so humble. Like, that's, that's literally the exact opposite. Like you can, every other trait you can say, yeah, I'm like, I, I'm working on perseverance. I'm doing a pretty good, good job with that. Uh, kindness. Yeah, I'm doing a pretty good job with that. But you can't, you can't say that about humility. It's like, no. I too am yeah. incredibly humble. That's actually a movie reference. Um, well, look, man, I, uh, I really appreciate you um, coming on and thanks for spending some time with us today. And, um, and good luck over the next few. I, I see, I mean, I'm looking into the future. I have this crystal ball and I see, I can see, uh, you know, some in-day kids doing a, doing a PE class as soon as humanly possible. I think it'll be a ton of fun. Uh, be great. But for those who are watching or listening, uh, please go have a great conversation with Play by the Rules. Thanks for listening to Rules of the Game. Please give us a five-star review and share with all your friends who are interested in thoughtful and entertaining discussions. Be sure also to visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash rules of the game and on Facebook at facebook.com slash ROTG podcast. If you're interested in joining the conversation as a contributor or lively discussions with other thoughtful citizens, then go to greatconversations.us. Also, last but certainly not least, check out our sponsor and benefactor, Independent Education at indead.us, where they mastered the art of the micro school before it was cool.